0: Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast and Wednesday Wisdom. We'll be right back with today's guest, but first let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to thank Final Forms for their support of the Educational AD Podcast and Wednesday Wisdom. Final Forms is the industry leader in registrations and athletic forms, but you got to know this, Final Forms is more than just registration. Final Forms is a team, it's technology, and it's a service that serves schools with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms helps your stakeholders with mobile accessibility, reminders for parents about policies, physicals, and forms for athletes, can help with team communication, attendance, uh, certification management, and even uh, coaches and Eligibility forms, rosters, and all the reports for athletic directors, plus secure language and ADA compliance. It's time for you to talk with a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps to find out what Final Forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. Once again, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started and see exactly what Final Forms can do for you and your program. We also wanna thank final uh, Violet Defense for their support. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Go to violetdefense.com for more information about their great products. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. You won't be disappointed. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or... To learn more and get started with your digital Wall of Fame tribute, call them at 614-981-3589 or email them at sales at com. That's sales at com. We also want to thank Huddle for their support. At Huddle, we power sports. Over 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to help their teams play better. Huddle is a complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras and analytics, and a whole lot more. Huddle is also built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high schools and colleges, and the pros even use Huddle to help their teams play better. You're in pretty good company. With over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and how your school can be a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to thank Athletic Surveys for sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys by LifeTrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by LifeTrack also connects you with the 95% of the players and the parents who really love your program, and it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to check the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic department from good to great. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you by going to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Hey, welcome back everyone to another episode of Wednesday Wisdom. This is our 10th Contributor in our series, and we are very, very excited. Uh, We have Michelle Meyer. She was uh, a guest on our podcast previously. That's how we got to know each other. Uh, Michelle's got a tremendous background. She was a college athlete, a a college coach, um, founded a, a company, and now she is also the founder of the NIL. Network, name, image, and likeness, NIL network. She's also the director of NIL for San Diego State University. And uh, we've got her on today to kind of give us an update of all things going on uh, with the ever changing landscape of NIL and maybe even some things going on at San Diego State. So, Michelle, welcome to Wednesday Wisdom.
1: Thanks for having me, Jake. And, and you aren't wrong that this is a rapidly developing space. It seems, you know, every week or even actually every few days that something is, is popping up and pushing the envelope farther in the direction. And if you've been following this space at all over, I guess we're about nine months in now um, as the NCAA changed the rules on July 1st, allowing every collegiate athlete across the country to monetize their name, image, and likeness. Um, and we haven't seen at this point, really with the NCAA interim policy, having those three pieces that are, you must have a quid pro quo, so an action for activity, The second piece being that there cannot be an NIL opportunity contingent on enrollment at a university or continued enrollment at a university, which we're starting to see that pushed a little bit more, and then also no pay for play, so you can't. Write a contract for let's say a volleyball player that says hey for every kill you have in this match we're going to pay you 100 bucks or whatnot. Um, And so i've been now at San Diego State for I guess about four or five months since since November, really working in the background to put together um, what, what I see as a a program that can really help our athletes to, to navigate this space that is very much unknown. (laughs) Um, And I think that this is kind of the, the trend across the country is, you know, a lot of athletes, they want, obviously they want to make a little bit of extra cash or build their network, um, you know, some other opportunities, but it is very, very hard to navigate on their own, especially considering that they are full-time athletes, uh, they're full-time students, and now they've got this other thing that they need to do research around to figure out how to reach out to brands, local businesses, um, or even build a small business. And I think that doing that all on their own is very, very difficult. We've seen, you know, in the first eight months, there's been a lot of the high-profile athletes um, have done a lot of NIL opportunities, but they also have a full team around them. They've got a, an agent that's working on their behalf to source these NIL opportunities. They probably have some sort of tax accountant that's that's working on that end of things, somebody who's you know making sure that they're not risking their eligibility. So the high profile athletes are pretty taken care of. And at, with my role at San Diego State, I really want to bring a lot of opportunities to the other 99% of the athletes and um, also connect with our community. So I think as I'm Um, What I wanted to discuss on this a little bit more was kind of what are those elements of a NIL program and what are the best practices across the country. Um, And I, as I mentioned, I think that athlete education is number one. So I sit in the office here at San Diego State in the student athlete development area where I see the athletes all the time. They can pop in, ask questions. Most common question I get, they come in with a DM on their phone from either an NIL service provider or a brand that says, "Hey." we'd love to work with you, we love your content, um, get in touch." And the athletes are coming to me to say, hey, have you ever heard of this company? I don't know if I should trust them, I don't know if they're reliable or if I'll ever get paid or what that'll look like. So trying to really work with them to understand, um, you know, with, with this being such a new space and so startup heavy, who is doing good work on behalf of the athletes versus the ones that might have them sign into a bad contract or take advantage of them. Um, So there's been a number of times that athletes have brought me those companies, and I think part of the the benefit of me um, having NIL Network beforehand is I've met with around 150 of these service providers, so most of the time I know who they are, and I can give the athletes of confidence that they are a legit business and that they can move forward with them. Um, Other times, it's a company I've never seen before, and I can reach out then to the founder and say, hey, I'd love to meet and chat and understand a little bit more about your business model um, because I think that that's a layer of protection that I can offer for the athletes. Uh, other than that, here at San Diego State, we are an open doors school. So they brought on Open doors about four years ago. Open doors is launched initially really as a, a cloud of, of media, a media platform where, you know, our uh, sports information directors our marketing side can upload all of the media photos action shots um, for the athletes and then they can access it on the other side to download and use on their social media or to send to friends and family uh, in addition to that now they've added an education piece of it where they have little short videos two three minutes of um, working on athletes branding uh, tax implications basically all of the topics of nil so athletes can get in there and, and watch those videos uh, we also brought in team Ultimus in the fall before i got here and uh, did two seminars on decision making and basically just managing money financial literacy so i think those are really good from the protective side for our athletes and then finally we have a fantastic uh, student athlete development program here called called assets going pro and we're looking at incorporating some really high-level NIL topics into that program um, that aren't specific to NIL, but they're uh, topics that are pertinent whether or not an athlete's going to go after NIL opportunities in college. So things like even building your, your personal brand. And you know, we, um, who are not currently in college, potentially don't see that as an important element once you graduate college, but now with, with more of that gig economy and with even with social media, it's, it's really important for athletes to understand that once they graduate and they go and they're looking to get their first job out of college, somebody's gonna be Googling their name, looking at their social media and are they portraying exactly what they want on there um, as a professional. So educating student athletes around that. I'm actually tomorrow night doing a session on negotiating contracts, which again is a very useful skill for when they are gonna graduate um, out. And finally for myself, you know, athletes can swing by, and I've also put together about five sessions. So if they don't know what they need out of NIL and they just need help, um, I've outlined, you know, building your brand, understanding the service providers, how to get started, and reaching out. So basically, different thirty-minute segments that they can book in and come and sit down with me and have a little bit better, better idea of where we're or what help they need and and where they can go with us. So that's kind of my first big pillar, and then the second one being. Um, really community education uh, for our alumni, our donors, our fans, local businesses. Here in San Diego, we have it's like 85,000 local businesses, um, which is a lot. <laughs> and compared to you know, the number of D1 institutions and professional franchises here, I think there's a huge opportunity for our athletes to really, I mean, yes, NIL opportunities and partnering with local businesses, but also to build their network and their resume um, again, for that that post post collegiate career, um, moving on to the professional side of things. So, I'm really excited to launch our program um, probably in about a week's time, and then focus my a lot of my energy on that community piece. Because, as much as the athletes are confused and trying to understand how to navigate this, the businesses are on the exact same side, um, and our fans and donors. They the worst thing for them would be to risk um, you know, our, our athletes eligibility, uh, or to do a deal with them that then renders them ineligible to play. And they, they don't know the NCAA rules. They don't know the interim policy. Um, and even if they were to understand that piece, a lot of them have probably never worked with, um, you know, the social media influencer world has really gone wild in the last five years or so. And, um, I think that they need a lot of education on how they can even put together a deal or what has been going on around the country, what the potential ROI is for them to work with some of these college athletes. So
0: that's another um,
1: element that I'm going to be really focused on. I, as a employee of San Diego State cannot actually facilitate any deals for our athletes. So it really is education focused. And then when they want to go they say, oh yes, I'd love to work with, let's say the women's tennis team. Then I say, okay, we have a platform for that. Um, and what we're, we're launching one of these local um, university platforms in a week, which isn't partnered with the university. It's really a platform that works on behalf of our athletes and the local businesses to put together those NIL opportunities. So that's where I would educate. And then I send them to the third party who then you know they fill out a simple form, that group gets in touch with them and makes the NIL opportunity um, successful for both sides. So I think that that would also lead into the trend that we're seeing in this uh, first part of the year, which is the uptick in these collective groups where I really see it as, you know, there's, there's two different types of these collectives. And for people who haven't followed that closely, a collective is this kind of new term of a group agency platform that is meant for, um, to serve athletes of a particular institution. So uh, let's see, we have some of them that are started by alumni and boosters that are really just one-off independent um, NIL platforms like all them, which there's probably about 25 to 30, it seems every week, there's a new one that pops up, mostly Power Five centric right now. Um, And some of the numbers that they've been putting together absolutely crazy um, I think the the spire sports group that is representing athletes at Tennessee is looking to fundraise about 25 million a year um, I know Ohio State is looking to come out with one that's supposed to be a higher fundraising number than that um, so let's see uh, Texas has one for 10 million a year anyway so those independent type organizations and then there's other platforms on the other side that are national businesses that have been around potentially for a little bit longer, or even had a slightly different business model that are now seeing kind of the writing on the wall of what this NIL industry looks like and niching down to particular institutions. So a lot of our, on July 1st, there were a lot of digital marketplaces that came out that served you know the whole country, all athletes from across the country, all brands from across the country. And it really wasn't as hands-free as I think they hoped. Um, And by niching down and serving athletes of a particular institution, it really makes it simpler for local businesses to find those athletes and then athletes to choose what platform to be on. Because I would say that's another question that I always get at San Diego State is, you know, they'll come in and be like, okay, like I need help with my NIL. which of these digital marketplaces should I go on? Which one will have local opportunities for me? And I'm going, I don't know really, because they serve brands, businesses from all across the country. And... By uh, then, uh, you know, with, with ours, it's going to launch in about a week and a half, it's pointing everyone to one place. So athletes, you go here, that's where I'm pointing the local businesses. Local businesses, you go here, this is where I'm pointing our athletes. So it serves as kind of just cutting out a lot of that that friction that's existed, I think, for the last eight months. So, um, so yeah, so those are the, kind of my my high-level uh, two elements of what I'm working on here at, at San Diego State. And I'm super excited to get that program out there to to the world and have some other um, other cool opportunities
0: come down the pipeline. Wow, Michelle, I really appreciate you sharing. That was a great uh, broad brushstrokes of the ever-changing, as you mentioned, landscape in NIL. You mentioned the collectives. Uh, do you have time for one question before we let you go?
1: Yeah,
0: let's do it. Okay. Um, some people would say, Uh, And I I don't know enough to be one of those people, but it's an interesting question. Some people would say that these collectives are just, um, let's say, legal ways for boosters to get involved and funnel money into an athletic program to help recruit or sign kids. Uh, You know, is that true or what's your perception uh, perspective on that aspect uh, of the collective experience?
1: Yeah, um, I think that's definitely something that's on the minds of everyone who closely follows us around the country. Um, I know that that was also something even prior to July 1st that was speculated because we've had this arms race um, with with stadiums and locker rooms and everything for the past couple decades at the power five level. Who can build the, the shiniest, biggest stadium? Who can have all the amenities in their locker room and and whatnot, and they were saying, okay, well, our donors, are are they going to keep giving money to the athletic department, or with this coming around, are they going to then be putting money directly to the athletes, and I think the first eight months, we've definitely uh, seen that at at some universities, and I know, you know, here at, at San Diego State, and I think this is, you know, most schools around the country, but with with the donations that these donors are giving to the athletic programs they get a certain number of benefits right they're getting their their tickets and their seats they're getting access to the hospitality rooms before the games their parking spots like all these things are built in where if they're giving money over here they're going to lose you know those type of things which you know comes out of the booster and, and what they're really giving money to the university for but i think that's one thing to watch and then the other kind of topic of conversation is are these collectives sustainable? Can you really raise $25 million a year, $10 million a year, 30, whatever all these numbers kind of figure out to be, or is this just all the excitement around the first year? Um, Maybe even it's gonna last for a couple of years where they can raise this money and bring in, you know, some of the top recruits and potentially set that standard. Like we just saw over the last weekend that supposedly, you know, unnamed recruit that now I think most people kind of know who that is and what school it is, but was offered an $8 million contract who is a junior in high school with about a $350,000 guarantee up front. And again, they write the contract very carefully to not name an institution, to not um, make it look like an inducement for for recruiting, but at the same time, you know, it's $8 million and you're going to have to participate in activities in this local community. So would that even be possible if you weren't actually based in the local community? Um, I don't know. I think that the collectives really are a a wild ride right now and everyone, it's the newest arms race and it just keeps getting more and more extreme. And I'm not sure that the NCAA really has the ability to pull back on this and we'll see where it goes because it is a bit wild right now.
0: Yeah, um, as you know, you've alluded to, and and I even mentioned, uh, it's an ever changing landscape, but it's got to be exciting to be right there at the very beginning. And, uh, you know, for you and the NIL network, as well as for San Diego State to, you know, help, uh, you know, develop and usher it in. And, And again, as you mentioned, service all the athletes, not just, you know, those marquee sports.
1: Yeah, and I think like, especially at San Diego State, you know, like I think there's so many cool opportunities for, for team deals where teams can go down to the local restaurant and, and have a meal and then post it on their Instagram story or simple activations like that that I think could benefit our local community and businesses, but then also our athletes and serve as a service of team bonding kind of activity. So those are kind of the, the things that I'm, I'm really excited about to get rolling here at San Diego State.
0: Well, again, I know you're really busy. Appreciate you spending some time with us. If one of our listeners wants to reach out, pick your brain about NIL, uh, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, so websites, nilnetwork.com, email address, michelle.nilnetwork.com.
0: Okay, and uh, she's also very active on uh, LinkedIn. So Michelle Meyer, San Diego State University and NIL Network, thanks so much for being on. Thanks, Jake. For our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of all of our Wednesday Wisdom interviews and all of our interviews are uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening. Come back again next time for more Wednesday Wisdom and just about every day for the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Educational AD Podcast and our Wednesday Wisdom episodes. We also want to thank our sponsors, Uh, Final Forms, Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack, Sidelight Interactive, Violet Defense, Huddle, Wall of Fame by Vital Signs, and Hometown Ticketing. Thanks so much for helping us uh, bring professional development, wisdom, and knowledge to our athletic directors, coaches, and leaders who listen to Wednesday Wisdom and the Educational AD Podcast. Have a great day. <music> Thank you.